I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I'm Heather, your Chaos Coordinator, and today we are going to talk about bedtime routine. So do you have a bedtime routine or do you just kind of wing it? Because for us, bedtime routine is key. We have uh, messed around a little bit with like bath time and dinner time. And sometimes you kind of have to play around with it a little bit. But kids, again, love routine. I harp on this a lot. And I have three kiddos. And so it's like a dance, especially if I'm doing it by myself. And it's kind of, I'm at a point where it's a little sad because my kiddos are getting to the point where they're going to start taking showers or bathing on their own. They're also to the ages where I have two boys and a girl and you can't really bathe them together, at least my older two, because they start poking and prodding in places that they shouldn't. And so it's more work sometimes to separate them out and also trying to manage the behavior. So bedtime routine for our house consists of when they come home from school, I try to sneak them in the baths as soon as they get home, A, because of the pandemic and just trying to wash off the day, but also doing bath time before dinner. This was a recent change because we used to do bath before bed. Now, as little tiny babies, I did it because it calmed them down and kind of just helped set the pace for the evening time. But some when they came home from activities before pandemic, we would take a bath and then we would sit down for dinner because my daughter started a horseback ride, for instance, and she came home muddy and smelling like the barn. And so it was like, yeah, we're going to get you in the bath before we eat dinner. And we had noticed that when she took a bath before dinner, she was calmer. She ate dinner better. And I don't really know why, but they, and now to this day, she still like will, wants to take a bath before we eat dinner. It's now set in stone for her. My youngest, on the other hand, wants to do it after dinner because he's just a rebel and just wants to fight me on everything. But for the most part, I try to get them to all bathe before dinner. And I never wanted to do that before because I was like, they're young. When they eat dinner, they're going to get all messy. So why would I clean them before? Because I'm just going to have to bathe them again. And I got over that really quickly after I realized that they do. They're calmer. They eat better. And so I feel like when they were infants and we would do bath time before bed and we calm them down and set the pace, it kind of sets the pace when they're older for dinner. Like, They go, they get clean, they're in their pajamas, they know that they're home and maybe not thinking they have to go somewhere else because they're still clothed and they can kind of relax a little bit, maybe get some downtime with some bubbles and 
then they can go into dinner and it sets the pace for the evening time. Like, okay, it's time to wind down. We're going to have some dinner. We're going to talk about our day. Maybe have a few more minutes of downtime or play or read before we go to bed. And that has become part of our routine. Some, I know that it'll never stay this way because when you do start up activities and I have three, so they're going to go in different directions and they're not all going to be on the same schedule. It's important to kind of at least set the tone. Now, when it comes to bedtime routine and evening time, I don't know about you, but my children take forever to eat dinner. Like we could start dinner at 530 and still be sitting there trying to get them to eat at 6.30. So I found it helpful to set a timer for dinner. And some days I feel like I don't like to feel rushed when I'm having a meal, but then if you set expectation for them, then they might be a little bit more efficient and and eat their time wisely because I started – to set a timer for five minutes before I wanted them to finish. And then when that timer went off, I'd say, okay, that's your five-minute warning. So if you haven't touched your plate, you better do it fast because I'm taking the plates at five minutes. And the key to doing something like that to get them in sort of a routine and to understand that you are serious is you really have to stick with it. I am a pushover. My youngest could flash me a smile and I will just be like, okay, sure. It's so hard. It's so hard to say no, especially if you're the disciplinarian and the mom, like and the comfort. It's really hard to play all those roles. And as a traveling mom, I have to wear all those hats. And it's really hard to pick those battles because it's emotionally wearing on you because you know it's going to create a problem. You're tired. You're the only one that's carrying that emotional baggage for all of your kids and yourself and everything else. And sometimes you just cave. But it's super duper important that if you are going to start setting these expectations, say the timer with dinner, like you have to pull the plug when that five minutes is up. You're going to get tears. You're going to get like, pushback. But after a couple of times, your kids are going to understand that you're serious. (laughs) And when they hear that timer go off, they're going to know that, oh, she's got to take my plate. I better eat. And they'll take you seriously. And then they'll respect you. And I still struggle with that. My husband does the same thing. But if I say, If I try to hold him accountable, he'll look at me like, well, it's different. You know, she's my baby girl. But when I say it, it's like, oh, he's my baby boy. He's like, no, he's playing you, right? So it just depends on the perspective (laughs) that it's coming from. But you also have to choose, you know, times too. You know, they have hard days. You know, you shouldn't get down on yourself if you do give in. If, say, they're having a really hard day or you know that they got in a tiff at school or whatever the case may be and you do need to, to not be 
hard about it, that's okay too. You just don't really want to do it at the very beginning of trying to set that expectation. And you don't want to be consistently giving in all the time because then they won't think you're serious and it'll take longer. And again, it's super hard. That's one of my weaknesses is holding to something when it comes to stuff like that because I'm mom. For some reason for us, if we hear our names or we see the crying, it just pulls, at least for me. And for my husband, he doesn't even hear half of it. So it doesn't, unless it's maybe my daughter and who's like, daddy, you know, with the batting of the eyes or I love you so much, daddy. Oh, forget it. Right. Um, so having a schedule and sticking to it and then holding them accountable is huge to try and implement it. So the steps you kind of need to take is decide when Things are best for your family, say bath time before or after dinner, setting a timer and how long and be practical. I mean, if you have little, little kids and they're independent and you're trying to teach them, you know, skills with knives and forks, maybe factor that in, factor in the, uh, the talks for dinner on how was your day? Tell me about your test or, you know, the more talking they do, the, you know, less they'll be eating. So, you know, just take those factors into consideration when you're trying to decide a time limit. And if they don't want to eat what you put on the table, I have done this before, is it'll become breakfast. <laughs> like if whatever's left on your plate and I have to take it up, it's 6.30, it's breakfast time and that's what you'll be eating. Or if you don't want to go that severe, you could do, well, that's what's for dinner tomorrow until you're done and you don't get to have whatever we're going to have tomorrow, whatever the case may be, right? It kind of just depends on how um, intense you want to go with it. Usually the idea of them missing out on their breakfast preferences, like they don't like it. And I have done it once and it did work where they were like looking at me like, why am I eating chicken nuggets for breakfast? It's like, well, that was your dinner last night and I'm not going to waste it. Sorry. And if they don't want to eat it, they're going to go to school hungry and then they'll eat their lunch and then maybe they'll think twice the next time that they don't want to eat. But that's my take on it. Not everyone sees it that way. But if you just kind of get a little bit creative on how you want to hold them accountable it might help your schedule and help like the flow of your day go a little bit better because they're going to take you more seriously. You're more on like a timetable where it's like, I've allotted this much time and that's it to not a point of rigidity, just a point of consistency. And being consistent with kids is just so key. So key. They like to know what to expect. They like to know what's coming so they can prepare themselves. They do not like surprises when it comes to stuff like that. My kids did not adapt well to change. When my husband travels, it would take them days to adapt the fact that he was gone. And each of them took their own day to do their stuff. But then when he would come home, they'd each take a day and transition him back to the house. And then we'd start all over again. <laughs> 
And so I know that that will be coming up soon when he starts to travel again, that that whole entire transition is going to be a whole lot of hell. (laughs) It's not going to be fun because I've now transitioned to the fact that and become accustomed to that he's been home and he, they've had both parents home for what, eight months. And They've never had that. I have never had that in our relationship. He has always traveled. So it's been an adjustment for both of us. And some days I feel like I have a fourth child at home because I'm now picking up after a fourth person or having to factor in them as well and doing a different type of dance and getting creative. So transitions all transition is life it's all the time and it's just that's bedtime routine is key because it's ending your day you want to end it on a good note who wants to end their day with tears I don't like to start my day that way I don't like to end my day that way I want my children as happy as can be not every day will it be like that but I'm a happy person I want to nurture and bottle it and make it part of our day-to-day. So I feel like routines are huge. And so those are a couple of tips that if you're struggling at dinner time or struggling with like when to give baths or how to get them to calm down before bed, try moving bath time around. Try setting a timer for dinner. Try holding them accountable if they don't eat, like what you're going to do. And it shouldn't be a punishment like timeout. It should be more like you'll have it tomorrow or you're just going to – or if you don't want to do that whole thing, you can just say you're just going to be hungry and you'll have a bigger breakfast in the morning. And they'll learn real quick that like they don't want to be hungry, then they'll eat their dinner. And so those are just some tips and tricks that I can offer up in case you were struggling. If I miss something or if you have a different way of doing things, please tell me. Let me know. You can find me on my social media platforms. You can find me here. And let me know. I would love to get some more ideas because everyone has different ways of doing things and everyone's brains work differently. So I'm happy to try anything because I'm sure one day these might not work or they'll stop working and I'm going to have to come up with a different scenario. So please tell me. And thank you very much for listening and I will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.